advancing deeper and deeper into the mystery of Advent and what a progress we have made spiritually as the body of Christ speaks the Taiwan Church and the Militant Church. Again, the grace of salvation is echoed loud and loud and loud again. And what a wonderful thing to celebrate with the spirits that we are part and parcel of the betting of salvation. It's a great thing for that we understand what is going on and be connected, be connected. Each one must be connected and be in jubilation to see the progress of the package of salvation God has given to humanity. And you know, when we began, we were led by the Spirit of God to understand the different levels, the gradations that was involved in our salvation. Simeon the prophet unveiled that to us. When he said, at last, of my powerful master, you give leave to your servant to go in peace according to your promise. For my eyes have seen, number one, the salvation, which we pray for all the nations. Number two, the light, to enlighten the Gentiles. Number three, the glory of your people, Israel. So we're able to articulate that three great things is God is involved so much in the course of this Advent, which will be culminated with Christmas. And we'll say that the first week was the week of salvation, emphasis on salvation, where each one of us who are already members of the body of Christ will be asking questions. How, to what degree have I taken hold of this salvation? Have I taken hold of it? To what degree am I captured in the grace of salvation? Can I boldly say I'm saved? And then which territories of my life is still not yet conquered by the grace of Christ? You see, we have repented, truly, yes. We are coming to church, truly, yes. But we know that there are some still things in us that are rebellious against God, right? Those areas, especially those areas of our life where we always go to confession, maybe it's anger, maybe it's bitterness, maybe it's loss. Maybe whatever. That area needs more grace of salvation to conquer it and subdue it for Christ. Amen. Amen. The second week, the emphasis from the readings is all about light. 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 The word of God. The investment of the word of God in the heart of God's people. Because for salvation to truly be made manifest, the word of God must be the prime raw material that brings about it. And so to what extent is the word of God abiding in us you see and we must understand that for the for the light of god to shine in us beyond measure the word of god must do its work that's why that is that the word of god must break you the word of god must find expression in your heart it must become the living epistle it become the bible they're talking about it's not like the bible is there the word of god is there and you are there no the word has finally taken flesh you can feel it in your soul. You are now a participant in the word of God. You cannot see the word of God as a banquet that you go and eat in the morning. You eat in the afternoon. You eat at night. You want to always be in that banquet. David said he has prepared a banquet for me. Okay? 
Then the third week is a week of glory. The glory of God. The government of God. That's the week we are into right now. So that by the end of this week, we have said, yes, we have received the package. And then when we step into Christmas, it becomes what? A big celebration. A big celebration that finally the three contents of what us God's plan for humanity has finally been received. We have received him. We know him now. We have handled him. We have seen him. And now we are in fellowship with him. So this week we are going to talk more, talk more on the glory. The glory. The glory. Say glory. glory. You see, the beauty of the Christian life is in the glory of God that is upon your life. You must be conscious of it. That you are under a glory. The Jews, they call it the Shekinah glory. What is glory? Glory has to do with the word kabot. You know, when the glory left Israel, you know, it was called a kabot. Meaning that God has departed. Okay? So, glory has to do with kabot. And kabot is the presence of God. The, the weight of God's presence in our midst. Because when God is with you, you can feel the weight. Is like feeling the dividend of the presence of God. And because the presence of God is around, no other government can exist because that presence becomes a government in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. That presence become a, becomes a government in your life. You can feel the weight of that government in your mind, in your heart, in your soul. And so everything you are doing, you see yourself becoming more conscious of God than any other thing. So we must understand that the end product of salvation is government. <clears throat> is the government of God in the soul of a man. You become a carrier of his very substance. You become a carrier of his presence. It is our spiritual gift that God has given to us. Look at what Isaiah now says. Arise and shine for your light has come. For the glory of God is upon you. So that's why the readings of today, you can see it. Sing aloud, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart. Why? O daughter of Jerusalem, the Lord has taken away the judgment against you. Wow. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? All the things you are feeling in your heart, God is saying, I have taken away your judgment. The things that, that stood against you. Be it the judgment from him, be it the judgment from any other quarters. Because government has come. Power has changed. Uh, I can't hear you. Power has changed hands. So it's a thing of joy. You should rejoice. Not frown your face and be looking gloomy, looking as if you are done. No, you must be part, you must be part of what is happening. You should be able to see beyond this physical realm and key into Zion where you belong and know what is happening. The saints are rejoicing that God has done something great. Don't allow this to just pass you by like that. As you are going home, say, Father, I thank you because your government is my life. Your government is my family. Your presence is in all that I do. I am no longer alone. God is with me. Emmanuel. He said, I will take away the judgment against you. He has cast out your enemies. The greatest enemy of man is the devil. God has cast him out. God has cast him out. He is a, a, a being that has been casted out. And not only that, he gave us the authority that when we see him again, we should what? Cast him out. Amen. All those places where I've seen devil, 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 where I've seen issues. Eh? God has said, I have cleared it. 
have cast them out already. So your ways are free. Amen. Amen. You know, people, there are some people who all they see is devil, devil. Devil is here, trouble is here. They see trouble everywhere. Like, uh, like Adam, when he sinned, he said, I was afraid because I was naked. God told him, who told you you are naked? The same question is asking now. Who told you you are suffering? Who told you that things are not working out? We listen to the voice of environment. We listen to the voice of the system of this world. We listen to the voice of the system of Nigeria. And we allow that to bring doubt, pain, all kinds of heaviness into us. God is saying that by his presence, by his government, he has cast out. He has cast out your enemies. The king of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. Can you see that? Are you following me? Say thank you, Jesus. You must understand this. Your heart must, must grab this. It's a thing to celebrate. It's a thing to celebrate. He said, you shall fear evil no more. You shall fear evil no more. Who is speaking here, please? Who is speaking here? People of God, who is talking here? Is it God? Are you sure? You mean it? And he's speaking from where? From his throne, right? Can you imagine? God speaking from his throne. Are you feeling the weight of what he's saying? Are you taking it serious? This is not just one man somewhere talking. This is the creator of the universe. The God of heaven and earth. He's speaking from his seat of majesty. He's, a, he's speaking from the oracle of his wisdom. And what he says can never fail. He said, you know, my words to you must come and accomplish it. It can't come back to me void. I like that. This is, what, this is what encourages me. This is what gives my heart some strength. Okay? You see, it says, you shall fear evil no more. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. In the second reading, Paul connects that again. You see, this is the Old Testament. The New Testament, you see Paul again, brethren, rejoice in the Lord always. So all the sad people will declare you to rejoice this week in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> it's a package you have received. So shine, eh? Shine. Go home and celebrate yourself. Beat your head and say, yes, I have risen to be happy. I'm, I have risen to be joyful. All that has happened is in my past. I accept again and I receive a fresh from the government of God in my life, in my career, in my family, in Nigeria, <clears throat> with all that is happening. We must rejoice. Because the devil doesn't want us to rejoice. Celebrate yourself. Celebrate the God that is in you. Don't just sit down counting all the negative things all the time. Count the things God has done for you. At least he has given you life. You can walk around. You can feed yourself. Hallelujah. You know? So don't allow the devil to paint your mind with some darkness and make you get gloomy and depressed. This week, God has given us the cure for any form of depression and worries. Family worries, children worries, financial worries, all of them. Some are already trying to hang themselves because the year is coming to an end and there's nothing to show for it. They get depressed. They get worried. They say, what is the meaning of this year? And they may start speaking negative languages. And say, look at, and they will talk, 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 and talk darkness into themselves. No, not you. 
rejoice in the Lord always. He said it three times. He said, brother, rejoice in the Lord. I say rejoice. Rejoice always. Three times. Because a human being is made of three pathetic uh, realities. The spirit, the soul, and the body. So rejoice in your spirit. You can rejoice in your body and not rejoice in your spirit. You see, make sure you rejoice in your spirit. Rejoice in your soul. Emotionally, get involved. Your will, every part of you should get involved with this joy of the Lord. Also, demonstrate it. Don't be too stiff to yourself. Too corporate. You know, you always tie yourself up. No. Release yourself. God knows you. Don't come and show him that you are, you are too quiet. No. David will dance to the point that he didn't even recognize, you know, uh, you know, look at his uh, garment again as a king. So this week, rejoice. Treat yourself well. Each day, dress well. Tell yourself, this is my day. And may the joy of the Lord be your strength in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. He said, let all men know their forbearance. The Lord is at hand. Have no anxiety about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Your case isn't over. He's telling you that the door is still open. Go and just tell your father what and what you are you know, uh, struggling with, bring a request to the Lord. And he said, and the peace of God. Say the peace of God. God. This one, I like this one. I don't know about you. I like this one. And the peace of God. Say the peace of God again. Yes. He's the prince of peace, right? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Wow. The peace of God is mine. I refuse to be worried. I refuse to cry in my bed. I refuse to look at all the negativities. The peace of God is my own portion. It's my heritage. I walk in peace. And at much today again, our Lord Jesus will say, My peace I give unto you. He means it too. Amen. He means it. My peace I give unto you. Collect it. Collect it. Carry it home. As a token the Lord has given to you. Go home with it. It's a gift of God. It's a spiritual gift but has physical implications. Take it. Take it. Collect it. Collect it and go. I don't know. I think I've shared with you a story about a man in the east. One of the parishes in the east, you know. This man, immediately after mass, where people just go out, the madman will enter the church and be going to the benches. I'll be touching it, I'll be talking to himself. He would do like this and touch it on himself. I'll be making noise. Ah, they kept seeing this man coming to the church and doing this every now and always. So one day, the emojis were sent by the priest to go and cut, catch that man. They caught him and they brought him to the father. And father said, excuse me, what's wrong with you? Why not join the people when they're coming for church, coming for mass? You always come when they have left. He said, hey now, if I come during the normal time, will you accept me? You see me, I say, I'm mad. Am I mad? Ah, the priest said, but I, why are you like this? He said, it's condition, it's condition. The priest said, well, why are you coming when we have left? What are you gaining? He said, ah, when I go there, I see all the things God gave them, they left them there. All the peace, all the joy. I see children, I see money, I see everything. They don't see it, they left it. So I'll go and take my own. The priest said, what? He said, Father, come let me show you now. And he was serious. What he said, does it 
It's not theological. It's theological. The man was saying those things. That God will give them gifts, give them blessings, give them joy. You should say, I will see children, I will see money, I will go. I say, where is the money? Father, see my own, see my own. But after that, the priest thought twice. I said, this man is making sense. It's true. God gives us things. God is spirit. The Bible says he has blessed us with every spiritual blessings. There are spiritual blessings. And when you take hold of them by faith, they work out in your life. They manifest. So take this peace today. Collect your peace. Tell your neighbor, collect your peace. And stop getting worried. Amen. Because that's the biggest celebration for Christmas this year. Not only the food. You can be eating food. There's no peace. The food makes no sense to you. You can decorate your house. No peace. Nothing. So we say collect the peace. And let the peace that pass all understanding. We keep your hearts. That's what keeps your hearts. The peace of God will keep your heart like a refrigerator. You keep your from you keep your heart from decadence. To keep it from all the all the stabbings that are going on everywhere. Mental, emotional wounds. Everywhere failure. Everywhere trouble. People everywhere with this sickness again. Everybody is just under pressure. As if last year wants to repeat itself again. The headline news are not having issues. You are preserved in the name of Jesus Christ. You are preserved. You are preserved. The peace of God will garrison your heart. Will strengthen your heart. You will not be dominated by fear. Because many are already collapsing because of fear. Omicron, Omicron, Omicron. Everywhere now. You know? The world is, is stressed. is overstretched with too much things. That's why I said, Jesus Christ said, my peace, my own peace, I give unto you. So now as you collect it, be conscious of it. Anywhere you go, I have the peace of Christ in me. And that peace will preserve me. Amen. That peace will preserve us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Finally, in the gospel, we see John continue to announce the coming of the Messiah. And people were coming and yielding themselves. And he began to tell them how to align with the one who is coming. So if you have issues with your life, if you're not being living right, correct your life. Repent. And then... And they, you know, people like to always uh, go deeper in whatever they do. Repent. You don't know what is repent. Change from your evil ways. They say, well, what must we do? John started explaining to them. If you now have the peace of Christ. If now the government of God has come. It's like saying democracy has come. Rejoice. And as you rejoice, reach out. Express this joy by giving to those who are hungry. Those who don't have. Reach out to the poor reach out to the naked, and extend the government of that God in your heart towards them. Demonstrate it by doing the works of charity. And that's why you see during this Christmas, there's exchange of gifts, you know? There's exchange of gifts and reaching out to people who don't have what it takes to join this celebration and this joy that the Lord has given to us. So can you, can you see how the Lord has, you know, um, enriched us and blessed us in the course of this week, as we are gradually, you know, clocking down to the, the, the real day of celebration. So may the joy of the Lord be our strength in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And when we go back to our different homes, may we extend this joy. Reach out to your workers in your office. Continue. Just tell them, create that awareness in them that Christ is with us. Emmanuel. And the presence of God has tabernacled in your own soul. Do something new. You can buy cars for them. 
You can call them one by one and appreciate the effort they have put in the place of work. Talk to your gardeners. Your gardeners. Thank, thank them. Your cooks. Okay? Your maids. Appreciate them. Right? Reach out to people around you. There are people you know that God, God has raised you as the answer to their prayers. Are you aware of that? There are people around you that God has raised you as the answer to that. They are praying, God, oh God, do something for me this week, this year. Oh God. And God is saying, look at the answer to your prayer there. That person can just solve that problem. Are you aware of that? Because God will not do anything from heaven. He will do it through us who are under his own government. You see, you see that? So we must make ourselves available to be what? To become the instrument of God in blessing people. We must. So make sure that before we hit the D-Day, you must have galvanized and crystallized things you will use to tell people the government of God has come. We must have done it in the past in a very callous way, without faith, without the Spirit of God. But this year, may there be some consciousness of faith in it. And you will be shocked that as you give those gifts, as you reach out to the poor, and as you are charitable, you are not only affecting them physically, you are equally affecting them spiritually. So we bless God for today and we ask his grace upon our lives that this which the Lord has bequeathed to us, we may maximize it to his own glory and to our own salvation through Christ our Lord.